You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm AJ Andrews of jsernacouch.com, and this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. So, if you heard the previous episode, I, you know how I'm feeling, and you know how I'm going into this. If you haven't heard the previous episode, you really should, because this episode is not going to make a lot of sense without it. Um, but if you're one of those headstrong people who's like, AJ, you don't tell me what to do. I'm here on this episode, so let's do it. I'll go back to the other one if I feel like it. First, I commend you on your spirit. And second, just to recap, we are going over the Blue Jays 2012 deal with the Miami Marlins, the 12-player deal that saw the Blue Jays land not a heck of a lot. They got three years of Mark Burley, who was good. They got three and a half years of Jose Reyes, who's a garbage person. They got one terrible year of Josh Johnson, half a year of Emilio Bonifacio. And absolutely nothing out of John Buck, because they immediately flipped him to the Mets. So, what did they give up to get that? Turns out it's a lot. We're going to go over that and then kind of outline where Ross Atkins has to be ca- careful in his zealous pursuit of stars. As he announced this weekend, he's, he's after stars. He wants one or three. He's got to be careful how he gets them, though. And we'll start with the two veterans that the Blue Jays ended up surrendering to Miami in this 2012 deal. Um, what the heck? We we ended last time with a garbage person. Let's start with a garbage person. This this should actually be refreshing because I get to talk about you know Escobar without having to mention the eye black thing. Ah, there I mentioned it. <sighs> Whatever. Anyway, you know Escobar immediately thrown in the deal because Toronto was getting garbage person Jose Reyes. They didn't need garbage person. You know Escobar. Problem is, neither did Miami. Miami immediately flipped him to Tampa Bay in exchange for two prospects. That would be Ethan Clark, who is a right-handed pitcher who has yet to reach the majors. He spent 2019 at Single A Burlington in the Angels organization as a reliever. Did all right there, 184 ERA, but still miles away from the big leagues if he gets there. The other prospect that Miami got was Braxton Lee, who is an outfielder and was taken in the 12th round. He actually did make an appearance for Miami in 2018. Got into eight games, uh, batted 176, three hits, all singles, struck out eight times, so didn't acquit himself well. But he did well enough that the Mets claimed him in the Rule 5 draft 
after that 2018 season. He spent last year bouncing between Binghamton and Syracuse. Um, batted 271 last year, so you never know with the Mets. They might decide to bring him up. I mean, they got Tim Tebow up there. Who else are they going to use? So, already that's not looking bad. The other veteran they got in that deal was catcher Jeff Mathis, who had spent one season with Toronto. Actually got into two games as a pitcher. Um, Mathis ended up spending the next four seasons in Miami as their backup catcher, essentially. Got into 210 games, batted 195, which is totally on par for what Jeff Mathis did in the major leagues. Um, still playing, he was with Texas this past season. True to form, he batted 161, had three home runs, but Texas is bad. And y'all know that. But still, already not a bad haul for Miami out of the two veterans they got. Then we start getting into the guys who, you know, made appearances for the Blue Jays. Um, two of them went in that deal. Uh, one was shortstop at Denny Hechevarria, who got into 41 games in the 2012 season with Toronto. Batted 254, looked like an all right candidate to man the hot corner. Again, Miami had him for four and a half seasons after that. Uh, batted 255 in a tick under 600 career games for the Marlins. Um, you know, he had 168 RBI. He played competent short. That's what he's known for. Even going through to this day when he did so for Atlanta in the postseason. But yeah, Miami got a lot of play out of Echeverria before trading him in 2018 um, to the Marlins. Sorry, that's actually the Ethan Clark and Braxton Lee deal. I apologize. I got my shortstops mixed up. You know Escobar was immediately flipped to Tampa Bay for Derek Dietrich, who y'all may know as the guy who likes to play with his jersey half buttoned down while he mashes dingers. And that's basically all Derek Dietrich does. Um... Which, I mean, Dietrich did that very well for the Marlins. Um, in six seasons in Miami, he had 60 of them. 204 RBIs. He was a utility guy. He played all over the field. Actually led the National League one year and hit by pitches. So, again, that's six plus four plus Braxton Lee's cup of coffee plus another four and a half. So that's 14 and a half seasons of playing time that the Blue Jays gave up to get eight out of their players. They're, they're already getting outweighed. Let's keep going. Let's just, let's just drive the stakes in a little further. I've already messed up once. What, what's messing up again? It's, it's on par with what the Blue Jays did on this trade. So let's go to the next guy. Henderson Alvarez actually made 31 starts in the 2012 season for Toronto at age 22. Had a 485 ERA. Nominally their ace alongside Brandon Morrow and the, the leftover remains of Ricky Romero. Which tells you how desperately Alex Anthopoulos needed to inject talent into this team. 
Alvarez pitched parts of three seasons in Tampa Bay, actually led the majors in shutouts in 2014. That was his all-star year. I will note, uh, none of the Blue Jays players acquired in that Marlins deal were all-stars. So Alvarez was an all-star in 2014 for Miami, went 12-7, and 265 ERA. Again, three complete game shutouts. He wasn't a strikeout pitcher. He was a pitch-to-contact guy, but he did well. After 2014, though, he kind of fell apart. Um, made four starts in 2015, was 0-4 with a 645 ERA. And then injuries. All the injuries. It is a theme with some of these pitchers. But, um, yeah, Alvarez fell off a cliff. He resurfaced in 2017 with the Phillies. Did not do much for them. Made three starts, had a 4.30 ERA in 14 and two-thirds innings. Um, but yeah, it was it was pretty clear. Like the shoulder issues were just too much. Um, he did sign a minor league contract. Uh, he attempted to sign a minor league contract this year with Pittsburgh. However, it didn't end up going through. So Alvarez continued pitching with the Milwaukee Milkmen of the American Association. Won the championship of that makeshift league. Um, so go Milwaukee. And then, yeah, he's um, he's been pitching in Mexico primarily the past couple seasons. And he's going to keep doing that. He's... He's returned to uh, the Tigres de Quintana Roo in the Mexican League, so he'll likely be there again. But hey, at least he's still going. Just like we're still going through this deal. Um, so again, now we're getting to the three prospects that the Blue Jays decided to throw into this. Um, let's start with the one who immediately made an appearance for the Marlins that year. That would be Jake Marisnik. Y'all may know him as the center fielder for the Astros. Um, yeah, he was a Blue Jay. Got sent to the Marlins in that deal. Made 54 appearances over two seasons for Miami. Didn't do great. Batted 178. Um, five RBIs. Just... Not never, never a good offensive guy. Uh, Jake Marisnik then was sent to Houston uh, at the deadline, along with Francis Martez, uh, Colin Moran, and a competitive balance pick for Austin Waits, Jared Cosart, and Enrique Hernandez. Yeah, um, yes, it's that Enrique Hernandez. Um, yeah, Austin Waits never got to the majors. Um, spent 2015 with their AAA team and then called it quits after that. Jared Cosart did spend a couple seasons with the Marlins, went 6-10 and 10, with a 382 ERA in 28 appearances. Then got dealt to the Padres in the deal for... Andrew Kashner, he was included with Carter Capps, Luis Castillo, and Josh Naylor for a Kashner, Tamron Guerrero, Colin Ray, and 
money because of course but again this this deal just keeps growing for Miami because I mean Cashner we know who Cashner is he's he's pitching in Baltimore and and Boston and you know uh, didn't get signed this offseason but still a, a, a reliable starter Tehran Guerrero two seasons in relief for Miami Signed a minor league deal with the White Sox this year. Didn't pitch for them. Colin Ray actually did pitch this season for the Cubs after four years away. He made one appearance for Miami. So that that was a terrible deal. But still, just forever branching. And then, of course, you know, Kike Hernandez, World Series champion, was sent to the Dodgers in another massive deal in 2014. That was the D. Gordon, sorry, D. Strange Gordon, Dan Heron deal for Miami that sent Austin Barnes, Chris Hatcher, Andrew Heaney, and Kike Hernandez to Los Angeles. So at least the Blue Jays can know that Miami did such good things with their talent that they acquired, and we haven't even gotten to the other two. Let's talk about Justin Nicolino. He was one of the big three prospects with Aaron Sanchez and Noah Syndergaard. Sanchez is the one they kept. That ended up being a mistake, but they traded the right one to Miami because Nicolino was not good. Um, 10 and 13 with a 465 ERA and 50 appearances for Miami over three seasons. He has been bouncing around the minor leagues ever since. He signed with the White Sox in 2019 and then didn't do anything this year. Um, I believe he was in the... Um, it wasn't the American Association. It was like the other one, the Southern one. The, the Texas one, I believe he signed there. I'm trying to think. Um, yeah, it was like the, the... I don't know. I thought he was down there. Anyway, he ended up going to Taiwan. Uh, pitched for the Rakuten Monkeys this year. One and three with a 590 ERA. So, keep on keeping on, Justin. And then finally, we're almost done, I swear. This is, we're almost at the end of the episode. Uh, Anthony DiSlefani. Arguably the best player that Miami got in the deal. He made 13 starts, or 13 appearances for Miami. And then they flipped him in that big 2014 effort to get good in a hurry. Traded DiSlefani and Chad Wallach to Cincinnati for... Blue Jays' favorite, Matt Latos. Yep. Back before he started throwing balls in semi-pro games in Jersey. Um, obviously, Latos did not do well in Miami. Didn't last a season in Miami. He got flipped to the Dodgers. Um, in that massive three-team deal that I'm not going to bother trying to explain because it's convoluted and stupid all you have to know is Di Sclafani ended up making 112 starts for Cincinnati with a 419 ERA uh he's hitting free agency this season actually wouldn't be a bad fit for the Blue Jays if they want to fill out the back end of their rotation but he's probably going to go to Boston or something so enjoy that gam enjoy Anthony Di Sclafani that's a lot. That's a heck of a lot to give up. And you saw how Miami tried to make it work and reacquire talent. It didn't. But 
a lot of assets that the Blue Jays gave up to get eight seasons of kind of good service from Mark Burley, manageable service from garbage person Jose Reyes, and then garbage service from Josh Johnson, Emilio Bonifacio, and then nothing out of John Buck. So the cost is really high. So what does Ross Atkins have to learn from this? Gonna talk about it in a sec, but just gotta mention again that this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's got so many good flavors, 18 of them, including lemon almond cheesecake, coconut almond, German chocolate, peanut butter, and double chocolate because you can't have enough chocolate and all these bars are coated in 100% chocolate and they're soft they're easy to chew they melt in your mouth they're great if you're on a diet I I need to be on one I've I've backslid so hard during this whole depression thing but built bars are not part of the problem they're great they're low calorie they're low sugar they're high in protein and fiber if you're doing the keto thing they work great for that um, and if you go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code locked on, you'll get 20% off your next order. So promo code locked on for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. You are locked on Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm out of breath. Like that was a lot. Like, I knew going into this set of episodes that Miami got the much better end of that deal than Toronto did. I wasn't real, I didn't realize how much it snaked out from that deal. You know, those trade trees that Steve Dangle does? This one would be like stupidly insane. And not on the Toronto side either, because they didn't end up trading anyone except for Reyes. And then they got Troy Tulowitzki, who they released. Very short on the Toronto side. Miami is a freaking spider web. Like, just just like Charlie Day at the blackboard trying to, trying to piece everything together. It's a mess. So what does Ross Atkins need to do out of this? Well, he needs to know that first, as mentioned in the previous episode, he doesn't have to be as desperate as Alex Amphopoulos was, to shake things up. Which means they can go through their farm system and figure out which which prospects are more easily parted with than others. And they made some of those decisions at the trade deadline this year. They dealt off Kendall Williams to the Dodgers to get Ross Stripling. They sent Griffin Conine to the Marlins to get Jonathan VR. And we saw how well that worked out. Just, I don't know why this team makes deals with the Marlins. They just do not pan out whatsoever. But I'm sure they've already gone through and identified who they can part with. Like, let's use Francisco Lindor. If Cleveland's trying to make that deal, they want to get a lot of young talent that's cheap. That they, they want to get guys who they can use immediately. And... They want to plug holes that have been left with guys in the organization. If, if we're building from that Miami framework, then it, there's going to have to be a major leaguer or two included. So, what do I think a Lindor deal would look like? Trying to use that and trying to avoid the mistakes of the past. Well, to start, 
it probably begins with Rowdy Tellez. And I hate throwing Rowdy in there because I love what Rowdy brings to this team, but if Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is going to be a first baseman DH, they don't need another first baseman DH. They need to have some flexibility there. So Rowdy would probably go. He would take the spot of Carlos Santana, who was just released by Cleveland. So there's one of your young players who has experience with Toronto. Who else? They would probably want at least one pitching prospect since, you know, their rotation has been kind of torn apart, especially after the Clevenger deal. They have openings. So they would ask for a starting pitcher. I I don't think they'd want to part with Thomas Hatch. I think Ryan Barecki's already been converted to a reliever. To a reliever. So, again, this is where TJ Zoik's name comes in. Patrick Murphy. Maybe even Julian Merriweather, now that he's healthy. They might want him back. Who knows? But, um, I would say Patrick Murphy would be most likely. Just given the way he was used down the stretch. I, I think that would be the one the Blue Jays give up. Then, if you start looking for prospects... Obviously, the Blue Jays' deepest spot is catcher at the moment with guys like Riley Adams, Gabriel Moreno, Philip Clark. They just promoted Alejandro Kirk, so Reese McGuire's available. McGuire could also be in a steal if the if Cleveland just wants a catcher. And, you know, they could throw both in. They could throw in Reese McGuire and then, you know, Riley Adams. So that's four players right there. And given... Given the comp for this is probably the Manny Machado deal that Baltimore made, they probably want at least one more prospect. They don't have a lot to give in the outfield, so they'd probably be parting with an infielder. I think if Cleveland is looking for talent that's close to Major League ready, that would be a guy like Kevin Smith. He would go over there. A guy with a bit of power who can play competent defense, was a part of that New Hampshire team, but has doesn't really have the space to come up and try and take a spot away from Santiago Espinal. So I guess that would be the move. Would be Lindor for Tellez, Murphy, McGuire, Adams, and Smith. Would it be enough? I don't know. I don't know if Cleveland would take it, but that would be the kind of trade I'd be offering because it minimizes the risk of damage to the long-term success of the Blue Jays by dealing out of positions where the Blue Jays don't need those particular players to be good. So that's my take. That that would be my deal. If Cleveland does it, great. If not, you don't want to pay that much. Like, you're not giving up Boba Shet. That's stupid. So let me know what you think if that's a deal you would pull the trigger on. Um... I'll probably throw it up on Twitter if I'm bored and out of this, you know, mental and emotional funk that I'm in. Um, if you want to see what happens there, um, feel free to follow me on Twitter at a underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb, but it does let me reach out, which is helpful. Um, you can follow the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Locked on Jays, and you can subscribe to the podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you find podcasts. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And we'll see how this week goes. Can't be any worse. 
Alex Trebek can't die again. So, let's see what happens, y'all. Anyway, for everyone at the Lockdown Podcast Network and everyone at CheeseFromTheCouch.com, I'm E.J. Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to tonight's episode. And y'all take care.